Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. I see it as absolutely fantastic handmade original art. The facial expressions, the designs of the pipes, the way that the bongs are brought into the picture by giving your personality some life. See, you can elevate your personal experience at highendpottery.com. High, H-I, dash, endpottery.com. All high-end products are one-of-a-kind, functional art pieces. Two hitters, pipes, bongs, and bubbles, wake and bakes. Highendpottery.com. Don't forget that dash now, all right? You must be 21 to purchase. Also, don't forget, let them know that we talked about this. Say, Arrow told me about this, and they're going to take care of the shipping and handling. Hi, H-I-Endpottery.com. Hey, it's Arrow, and this is Play It Forward. A look at the unexpected changes endured by the entertainers, writers, camera people, and all others affected, but not infected, by the global invasion of the coronavirus. These are real people, real stories, the struggle to play it forward. Episode number 91, Geese Are Never Swans. A book written by Kobe Bryant, talking about the struggles all athletes face during their race to become the best. The reason why it fits perfect is because of the current sports conditions from high school to college right into the pros. Victoria Garrick is a former Division I and semi-pro volleyball player for the number one ranked volleyball team in the nation, the University of Southern California, where she earned the title for top five most digs in USC history. Victoria is the founder of The Hidden Opponent. She addresses the book's important messages about mental health and the struggles young athletes face, such as depression, anger, alcohol abuse, and even suicidal thoughts. After reading Geese Are Never Swans, I actually began asking old questions. The view of today's sports world, I ask, where are your kids? Not just physically, but mentally. We are unplugged and totally uncut with Victoria Garrick. Good morning. I'm doing well. How's your morning? Fantastic. It's going to be another hot day here in the Carolinas. And you know what that means. People are either going to stay inside or they're going to go out there and burn to a crisp. <laughs> Hopefully stay inside. Don't want anyone burning to a crisp. Hey, I, I want to tell you how much that I'm so grateful for you standing behind this book, Geese Are Never Seen. And I'm also even more grateful for you being a voice because there, when it comes to sports figures as well as creative people, they're not talking about that invisible thing that lives inside our head and heart. And you are stepping forward to say, you know what? Let's talk about it. Definitely. It's important to talk about. And in Kobe Bryant's new book, Geese Are Never Swans, he details this so beautifully and especially coming from an athlete like him it's in it's incredible and as someone who played a college sport so i played volleyball at usc um and i just graduated last year i know the impact it's going to have when a player like kobe bryant creates something like this and it's allowed to live on through his legacy because it validates and acknowledges that mental health movement and that invisible injury you you mentioned One of the one of the things that, that's so up to date with this book, and it, it's it's almost like Kobe ha could see the future before it happened, and that is look at all of these high school and even college students that are not getting sports this year. I can't imagine what what is going through their head and heart right now. It's real heartbreak. I mean, just thinking about um, what I know that passion, that dead at the time you dedicate all of those things to have this. The NCAA tournament canceled, season canceled, high school tryouts postponed, and just 
the uncertainty of everything. And then even if you do go back, the unfortunate reality of there's no fans. You don't get to have those people come watch you and that arena experience if that was possible for you. So you're, you're exactly right. There's so much heartbreak in sports right now, and um, the uncertainty for sure is tough to deal with. So to have this book come out right now at a moment where so many athletes who maybe were not even struggling before are now, um, rightfully so, experiencing what's happening in this world, which can, uh, you know, induce anxiety and stress and fear, um, have this book to lean on that so beautifully depicts these same struggles through the story of this young swimmer, Gus, is, is amazing. I love this book so much, and I'm so grateful that everyone now can can go read and get their own copy of Peace Are Never Swans. And and this isn't just a kid's book. This is this is an every age book, and it's it's something that a lot of people are going to be able to relate with because in, in all honesty, Victoria, I think that in reading it, people are going to say, that's what was wrong with me. Now I can fix it. I definitely agree it is for everyone. You know, if you are a young athlete or even just a young person, or um, you're obviously going to be drawn to that main character, but I think even if you are a parent or a friend or a coach or a teacher, um, whoever you are, um, this is an incredible book. It helps discuss grief and loss and um, this main character is dealing with the suicide of his older brother while trying to keep his own life together. And I think we all can relate to bits and pieces of, of this story. And um, like you said, you know, I do believe it's for everyone. I think the book right now is just so comforting to, to, to for how much it dives into mental health. It does not scratch the surface. It dives into the deep end. And to address all these issues on paper and in such a beautiful story is needed right now and so important. The book we're talking about is Geese Are Never Swans. Interesting, I love the way that that, that Coach Marks is is where Gus really wants to be. That's that's his dream coach. He believes in it and everything like that. But but the conflict in the book was that his brother, Gus's brother, um, you know, his life kind of went a different direction and so the, you, it, it talks about the relationship because how many athletes be it track be it swimming be it in, in football or even basketball sit there and have that dream coach and they and they put the pressure on their parents to hey we gotta move I gotta have this as my coach and then and Gus works his way through it yes he does work his way through it and I think another part of this storyline that is so relatable is in Danny Gus's older brother and Danny's the one who um, does you know, feel the need to end his own life. But the reason being is he did not think his life was worth living without the success he had set out to achieve. And I think so many of us in life, we know we grow up saying, I'm going to be this, I'm going to marry this, I'm going to do this. And when those things don't happen, how do we handle that? And so now the young brother Gus on the same pursuit of, of being an Olympic swimmer, knowing what happened to his older brother Danny, has to have these same conversations and hope to handle them differently than Danny did. And so I think, like you said, all the storylines, um, whether it's trying to work with Coach Mark, it's the broken family life, it's the grief of Danny, are so um, are so lived and experiences we can all relate to in some way. Now, we we got to take listeners all the way back to how this actually took place. I mean, because you, you were called to help create and found the hidden op- uh, opponent. Talk to me about that, because that's how you were then introduced to Kobe, and then all of a sudden, here's this book. There's such a beautiful journey here, Victoria. Yes, it's a beautiful journey. It's a very special journey. I'm so grateful for it. 
I was fortunate to meet Kobe at USC, and I got to ask him one question. And when given the opportunity to ask Kobe Bryant one question, there's a million things people could have to narrow it down to. But for me, I was immediately drawn to mental health. Having experienced my own battle with performance anxiety and depression as a volleyball player at USC, um, a part of me wanted to hear what a great like Kobe would have to say about that. And his answer was so um, well said. It was poised. It acknowledged mental health. It supported it. It validated it. And from that moment, I just felt like he understood this conversation. And then we ended up having another meeting, and I told him about this hidden opponent I wanted to start, and he expressed his support, and he had already been working on Geese Are Never Swans. Um, so it was just beautiful timing with the collaboration of these two conversations. And now that this book is finally here and the world can read it and it can be a part of his special legacy, um, it, it means the world. And, and it's a huge honor to be a very, very small part in helping this beautiful story Kobe created get into the hands of many, many people. Now, one, one of the things that's very interesting about this is that you sit there and, you know, because I, I'm blessed with the opportunity to talk to a lot of authors and, and to hear their stories and where the journey came from and how they were able to bring stories together. When, when you got a book like this one, Geese Are Never Swans, and it's coming from Kobe, who's very vocal about what, what really goes on inside the, the thinking process. Is this, when, when you're talking about channeling your bad energy, was this a moment for him? Because here's this beautiful book that may have come from someplace that was very dark. Well, I feel like Kobe was very, very good at identifying all of the experiences and storylines that are possible for athletes. And we saw him be very passionate about telling those stories and creating things, um, you know, post his uh, professional career, becoming this renowned businessman who created Kobe Inc. and the Punies and all of these books he's written that are so amazing and the Dear your basketball, just amazing projects that help all athletes kind of relate to his work. And so I think this is a beautiful piece as well because it's acknowledging and validating that part of sports that is dark and is sad and, and is about weakness. And so to have him, you know, the king of mama mentality, um, create a story like this, goes a really long way. Well, I'll tell you what what I love about the the character of Gus is that so many times we've seen these these stories and stuff like that about the athletes and 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 Gus inside geese are never swans. Kind of many times, many times only cuz I'm here in the Carolinas and we have the Panthers. It, it, he reminded me so many times of Cam Newton because of the things that were taking place. And after meeting Gus and hearing about Danny's story, I'm going, "Why did I judge Cam? Why did I judge him?" This this guy obviously he was going through a moment. And I think this is going to be eye-opening for a lot of people with their own sports teams. Yeah, and you know what? I I probably shouldn't say this because I am a sports fan as well, and I know how we all root for sports, but I could not agree more with your feelings of, like, why am I judging Cam Newton or why am I sharing this opinion of this athlete whose story I don't even know. And having been an athlete, having uh, my older brother's an athlete, my boyfriend's an athlete, I'm just knowing athletes and the scrutiny and the eyes that they're under, especially with Twitter. I mean, you see one star in the NFL make a mistake, something like that happened in the NBA, just roasted left and right with comments and trolls and athletes are are people too and so this book you're right it explains what's happening in someone's life 
that you're not seeing at the game or on the scoreboard. And that's a really important message for everyone to hear. You know, it's one of those things that with, the, with the athletes. Yes, we want to reach out there to help them. But in reality, don't the athletes have to reach out to you as well? Because there has to be that relationship, that collaboration. Yes. And in order for anyone to get help in their life or really change, they have to want to do it. You can bring anyone to therapy. You could bring anyone to where they need to go. But if they don't want to sit there and, and do that work, it's not going to happen. And so I think... In general, um, it is important, and it's the message in this book, is that you have to be the person, right? We see this in Gus. You have to be the person to decide that you want to be better or you want to better your mental health. And everyone can help you. Everyone can reach out to you, but that decision has to be yours. And so I think a book like this does help people make that decision easier because it is helping mitigate this stigma our society puts on mental health. Now, Gus is, is you know, he's, he's into swimming. He loves to swim and stuff like that. But I think as people read this book, Geese Are Never Swans, is that they're going to be able to look at their own sport. In other words, um, when you, you can see that, that things go through people's minds, even in NASCAR, where they get really upset with each other and they pick fights with each other and stuff. That's not always about ratings because it seems like anger is that go-to place for a lot of athletes that are injured. Yes, I think so as well. And I wonder, I'm glad that you read the book, what your thoughts are on this. But I felt so connected to Gus because the way the story is written, you feel like his only confidant. So you're not only reading this book about mental health, but you now feel like you're the one person in on someone's struggles. And that really draws you in. And I know it connected me very, very personally to the book um, and just made it overall a very captivating and meaningful read. Now, one of, one of the things, as, as listeners and, and readers bring this book into their life, it's, it's going to help unblock a lot of things. But is there... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Something that you guys are doing at Hidden Opponent that, that will help them, you know, continue the journey of, of healing and, and being able to find answers because it, it's so easy to say, all right, I'm feeling better today. And then tomorrow comes. Yes. So the Hidden Opponent, the nonprofit I founded to raise awareness for student athlete mental health is a community and serves as a platform that amplifies the voices of student-athletes who are struggling and helps mitigate the stigma. So heading over to our Instagram page at The Hidden Opponent or our Facebook groups for student-athletes, if you're a high school, college, former athlete, you want to be a part of our Facebook group. We have over 500 athletes in it where we can have these conversations about what we're talking about right now, share our resources, share what's helped us, and overall just unite against this hidden opponent, which you addressed in the beginning. We all have this invisible um, battle that we're fighting. And so that hidden opponent, I believe, can be um, faced together as we're in this covid 19 crisis right now it's it's still amazing that you know we, we're talking about the the, the sports uh, kids and stuff like that or even college and, and high school what about mom and dad i mean because they're going through it too but see if nobody's talking then it's a different kind of depression and anger and and and, and guilt trips that you're putting on yourself and i relate to that on a personal level when i experienced my depression 
and I was a college volleyball player at USC, I felt extremely guilty. I felt my parents are so happy for me. Um, they're supporting me. They've supported my whole volleyball career. And here I am at the peak of my volleyball career as a Pac-12 athlete, and I'm so low, and I'm so unhappy, and I'm so stressed. And so there is that element of guilt, whether it's your parents or um, an older sibling or an old coach or an old teacher or yourself that you want to make proud, yet your mental health is not allowing you to be in the place you want to be in. So I relate to that personally. When you're, when you're in a group, and, and I mean, nowadays it's socially distanced, but, but when you're with a group of people, are, are you like me in the way that, because I, I created an iHeartRadio channel that's dedicated 100% to, to creativity addiction, because I believe that creativity is an addiction and people do things. Chris Cornell, all the way down, commit suicide because they don't understand it. So what happens is, do you ever just, can you spot it in somebody and then lean into the conversation and say, hey, um, let's talk? You definitely can see if someone maybe has changed in the way they talk or in the way they show up or in how they appear. However, the scary and very real thing about mental health is you cannot always see it. You know, it's not like an ankle sprain where you're swollen and there's a blue bruise on you and someone can see it and you can't hide it because you're limping. I can walk into practice. Anyone can walk into practice, can walk into the office and put on a smile and act like everything's okay. And so that makes this injury, which I believe is equal to a physical injury, um, you know, even more risky because you can't always see it. Therefore, it does put a lot of the, the power on you to have to tell someone that you are hurt and you need help. And in this society, saying you need help is a really hard thing to do. And that's why I call it the candy-coated bathroom mirror smile. Because you, every time we're in that bathroom mirror, no matter how much we're hurting, we fake that smile. And we, and we don't want anybody else to see us with an upside-down smile. Yeah, I know. I agree. I can vividly think of those times when you're at a party, smiling, laughing. I'll go to the bathroom. One sec. Shut the door. Smile phase. Stare in the mirror. Convince yourself, okay, get back, get back to happy because we're about to go back to the social party. So on a personal level, Victoria, how, how do you deal with it? I, I meditate. I, there, there's a lot of prayer in my life. There's, I, I, I'm a daily writer. How do you make it through the storm? I really allow myself to have space for those emotions. So if I do not feel genuinely like I am happy, and obviously when I was depressed, this was not something I could just make a decision about. However, now that I feel recovered from that time in my life, I do think that those those Saturday is do ebb and flow. So for me, um, if I'm feeling like I just can't do it tonight, I can't put on the outfit, smile, and act like I'm okay, I don't go. I say, you know what, sorry, I can't come tonight anymore. I can't make it here. And it is okay to say no to things, and it's okay to allow space for self-care and to prioritize yourself. And that's another narrative that athletes um, and even just good human beings are told, right, is don't be selfish. It's about other people. It's about the team. It's about everyone else. It's not about you. Don't be selfish. But then when it comes to mental health and it comes to a night like this, you feel like you're not allowed to say, I don't want to go. And so that is a lesson I've had to learn and something I did um, just the other day. Listeners need to go look at that that video of you and Kobe on that stage because it's amazing how Kobe, in a very real way, explained mental health conditions in, in sports. And it was very fascinating as well to watch you listen to him. That was not a practice moment. That was a moment of reality, and it's an eye-opening moment. And when I tell you I was not expecting his answer... I mean, I was not expecting his answer. I, I, I forget if I said this in the beginning of the interview, but 
I, when given the opportunity to ask that question, I thought long and hard about what to ask, and I thought, oh, I'm going to stump Kobe Bryant. I'm going to ask Kobe (laughs) Bryant about mental health, and Mamba Mentality King is going to have no idea what to say. Um, And I did it on purpose because I wanted so desperately big athletes who have this huge impact to join the conversation. And so when he gave that answer, um, not only was I just absolutely blown away, but that small part of me, that, that, that girl inside me who had been depressed, who had felt flawed as an athlete, as a competitor, to, to, to hear him say that um, and what he said that day did change my life. And so I believe that this book especially helps with that message he gave as well and can have that same impact. The book we're talking about is Geese Are Never Swans. What's really interesting about Gus, first of all, I don't want to have a spoiler alert or anything like that here because I want readers to find out what happens. But but readers need to understand that everybody's personal journey is their own journey. I mean, it, it could take weeks, it could take months, it could take years. And people need to understand that what they're moving through on a daily basis is a situation that cannot be compared to anybody else. And you've got to think of yourself as being, I am unique, but I'm still loved. I love myself. Definitely. And that's another great storyline in this book is, are you trying to fulfill the destiny that A, someone else has laid out for you, or B, that someone else has already lived? And if you get caught up in those two things, you can kind of lose yourself, like you said. And so it is important to know that your path and your destiny is going to be different because you are you, and there has never been a you before. And I wish, you know, I had learned that lesson earlier on, and so I'm really glad that it is so beautifully demonstrated in this book. Did you have to admit it to yourself first? Because it was one of those things where, and I'm, I'm going to be open and honest with you. I, I didn't know what depression was until I, I read a book back in 1985. It was called Why Suicide? I'm going, well, why am I reading this book? Because I let the ju- I, I judge the book by its cover. But all of a sudden, I was able to identify what depression was. What? How did How did you know what it was? What was What was the eye opening experience? Um, for me, at least with the depression. I think when my own thoughts and my own inner dialogue got to a place they had never been before, having those thoughts of, um, you know, pressing pause on my life and and things like that made me think, whoa, in my 18 years, 19 years of living, I've never had a thought like that before. So this this funk, this bad week, bad month must be different than anything I've experienced. And so for me, it was recognizing that change in my own demeanor and not being the girl I knew myself to be. Let's let's go back to that channeling your bad energy again in in the way that a lot of a lot of people don't understand that and I'm sure that at at a hidden opponent that that you 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 help educate people to understand that bad energy is still energy. It's like when when people say, "Well, how you doing?" "Well, I'm numb." Well, no, numb is still a feeling. And and people need to understand that you can turn it into that positive energy. I do believe that. And honestly, having been at such a dark place and now being very far from that, right? Like thinking of the thoughts I used to have and thinking, I can't believe I, at the time I thought that, um, gives me so much hope and is what fuels me to work with the hidden opponent and, and obviously share this book by Kobe Bryant, Geese Are Never Swans, because I do believe that everyone needs to keep a tiny bit of hope because, like you said, those emotions come and go. And so hopefully on the other side of whatever you're struggling with, you can get back to being where you want to be. 
So how does Gus grow into this modern world? Because this can't just stay a book. Are, are we going to do something in the realm of, of some sort of Netflix special? Is, is it going to turn into a podcast? What? Because he can't just stay in this book. I hope so. I mean, I love the character just as much as you. But fortunately, the book just came out on the 21st, so just a, just a few days ago earlier this week. So it's only been out in the world for just a, a few days. So hopefully, um, you know, people fall in love with this book as well. And who knows what the future holds. But I do believe that this kind of story definitely needs to be told in a variety of ways. Speaking of the future being held, what, what are your plans? Because I know you're not going to sit around either. You know, I think you will actually like this answer. When people ask what is next for me, I always just say I am going to try to wake up and do my best today. So it's about 7 a.m. where I am. I have a lot of day left. I'm going to do the best I can, and then I will do the same thing tomorrow. And I hope that in in a few years I can look back and say that I stacked some good ones together. Would you say that athletes, be, and, and, and you know, I always call it an endorphin rush, and you get addicted to those endorphins. Do you think part of the reason why we have storms is is because we're not getting that endorphin and that's something that brought that edge of excitement to us, and then when we don't get it, then we get really upset with ourselves? There's definitely aspects of that. You know, all I can really speak from is just my personal experience with mental health, and for me, it was dealing with anxiety and overthinking and kind of that inability to sleep for such a long time that, like you mentioned before, that numb emotion, I felt like I got to a place where, um, you know, those chemicals in my brain were off because for such a long time um, I had been too stressed and overwhelmed and not caring for myself or my body. One of, one of the things, you, you just gave me this vision because all of a sudden, you know, it's like I had a flashback because I'm a third degree black belt. And, and the thing is, is that I would go to these these taekwondo tournaments. Victoria, this is the way a lot of people play their sports games. You go in there knowing that you're going to get hurt and, and you allow things so that you get hurt, so that you have some sort of feeling. How often have you seen something like that where that, that athlete puts themselves in a position, I just need to feel, I just need to feel. It's different for every athlete. Some will say that their sport is their escape, right? And so out in the arena, out in the ring, that's where they're getting their high. That's where they're getting their energy. There are all those um, endorphins you mentioned. And so I think that it depends. You know, for me, my sport was not always my escape. It was the thing that brought me the most stress and pressure and pain. And it, it depends on um, the player. But I do believe that in both scenarios, you can be at risk for that fall, that dark time, because with a great high means you can feel a great low. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's brag about The Hidden Opponent. Where can people find you and give you guys lots of love and especially get their hands on this book? Well, on Instagram, you can type in The Hidden Opponent and you will find our group. Um, You can follow us for some incredible athlete stories on mental health. And you can also head on Facebook and type in The Hidden Opponent and like us there. And also we have a Facebook group for student-athletes and a Facebook group for coaches that you can submit to join. It's private, and we have a community there for you that wants to talk about everything we've talked about today. Um, And then I am also Victoria Garrick, so it's been great to come on, and thank you for having me. And Geeper Number Swans is available everywhere you can order books. It's out now, and so go get your hands on a copy. Well, I'm just so proud of you for, for being that voice and for promoting this book because you're introducing people to something brand new to their lives. And, and during this time, we, we need some light, and this book is light. Uh, thank you so much, and I appreciate you bringing awareness to this as well and being so candid today. Thank you. You, bet. you be brilliant today, okay, Victoria?
You do. You be brilliant, too. I love that. That's Play It Forward. You can hear other conversations in their entirety on three of my podcasts, Like It's Live, Unplugged and Totally Uncut, and View from the Writing Instrument, all found on every digital platform. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.